Episode 69. How you guys feeling out there? It's good to be back, man. Good to be back in business. Good to be back in business. You better believe it. Yeah, back on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 69, we are back on the mics. Nice. All right, so the first Every time you we mention it, I'm going to keep on saying nice because that's, that's, of course, a popular internet meme <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. But, but we have, uh, you know, we're going to start off with Delta. Uh, you know, earlier this week, uh, Georgia Lieutenant Governor, who's running for governor, Casey Cagle, he said that he was going to fight back against Delta taking the discounts from uh, the ninth, the 13 NRA members that actually use the Delta discounts. Uh, he's going to use it mm-hmm. and say, uh, Delta, we're no longer going to give you jet breaks, uh, tax breaks, excuse me. And Delta is one of the biggest corporations that bring in the most money to Georgia. It's like Coke, Delta, Home you know, Depot. Google, Home Depot, all those places. So um, how, what were you guys' first reaction when you saw that um, the Republicans kind of made this a political thing and took something so small so far? And they made it into Kennesaw Mountain. My thing is this, you know, it's such it's such a mistake on so many different levels. Now, I think I did hear something where they did say that Delta is planning actually on staying in Atlanta and they're, keep, they're planning on maintaining maintaining their headquarters at Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. But, you know, just the fact that they would go ahead and essentially, you know, want to threaten to tank so much of the economy just over NRA discounts, I mean, it's so it's so crazy. And the thing about it was not only the fact that they wanted to go ahead and do this, but the fact that everybody else, like governors and politicians for other states, like New York, uh, I think it was New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo, that said, oh, bring your headquarters to bring your headquarters to New York. The governor of Virginia said the same thing. The mayor of Birmingham said the same thing. And my thing is this, as I said in the group chat, you know, it's one of those issues where they better watch out because, you know, Delta already has two hubs in New York at at JFK and LaGuardia, so that they better watch out. The idea of them actually going ahead and relocating was actually a real thing. And as far as Virginia goes, it's one of those issues where, you know, their largest airport is Dulles Airport right outside of D.C. I'm pretty sure, by the way, United Airlines probably wasn't all that happy about about um, Governor Northam of Virginia tweeting that when he tweeted because United, you know, that's a huge United hub at Dulles. But but what I was thinking more so than anything else was how this how is this going to affect Atlanta's bid to get the second headquarters for Amazon? Because they're probably thinking like, oh, wow, they're trying to bully Delta around. We ain't going there. We're going to go to Boston or somewhere it's, else. It's like another uh, another um, bathroom situation, bathroom bill, uh, how they had that in Carolina where, you know, if people had a controversial opinion about it, which is usually the conservative. Initially cost time. them the NBA All-Star <laughs> then, game. Then it, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and cost them the tournament. Uh, I think, what, what did they have last year? I think the ACC tournament. I think year. so. Yeah, like it was Green, ACC Green, tournament. Greensboro had it, yeah. but, uh, but it wasn't in Greensboro. It was like in New York because, you know, uh, they didn't agree with North Carolina's lawmakers. And, you know, so. Yeah, lost the ACC championship to Orlando. 
exactly. You can lose a lot of money from this. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's either your pro business or your pro gun. Um, that that's the way that my editor broke it down to me. You know, kind of pretty much this week, and I was like, can't yeah, be both. That's right. You're either pro business or pro gun. You, you, you want to help develop the state and uh, continue to grow, or do you want to stand by your beliefs and kind of just be stubborn while costing Georgia's economy in the process? Exactly. I mean, I was surprised. I like, just thinking back recently with Georgia, the religious freedom law, and you know, just like the marbles threatening to pull out and you know, the NFL threatening to pull the Super Bowl, and then it was just like. I guess, you know, it seems like the lawmakers are just like, I guess I don't mind if Bill and Phil have a, a birthday cake at Publix, you know, because uh, we're not, not going to lose this money. And it's just, you know, money talks, man. That's the, that's the way to get their attention. You know, it's one thing to go back and forth about opinions, but we can talk about millions possibly coming out your state. You know, just matter who bleaks first, because, you know, like we saw with that, you know, you lose the Super Bowl and Marvel, you know, just like these studios that bring so much money into Georgia it's just you know it made them you know think otherwise and the Marvel bit was it would have been particularly would have been particularly you know you know bad because lots of lots of studios are doing you know are doing film production in Georgia because they figure oh California it's way too expensive to do there because the taxes are too high they get tax breaks in Georgia because Georgia's taxes are much lower than are much lower than California's but you know as I was mentioning in terms of how this could have an effect on Georgia's bid getting the second um, second um, Amazon headquarters I was just thinking about this last night and in my and the way I was thinking about this like this Amazon is talking about bringing like 50,000 jobs as far as that second as far as that second headquarters we we did an episode in the past where we talked about a town essentially wanting to rename themselves Amazon right. Amazon Georgia just if just they bring the headquarters like, like, like right area. I think yeah, somewhere in the Lithonia it was like Stockbridge or something like that but but here's how I'm pretty much prognosticating this right now if Amazon does not bring their second headquarters to Georgia and it's because of this Delta flap with the Golden Dome, Stacey Abrams is getting elected governor. By the way, there, there was another school shooting yesterday. Huh. Yes. Yes, that's, Central that's, Michigan. That's why, honestly, I don't really have an opinion about, you know, what Delta does. I don't really care. I mean, because at the end of the day, like David said, money's going to talk. You know, they're just, nothing's, I mean, I'm glad that someone's trying to make a change, but, you know, at the end of the day, money's going to talk and at the end of the day, Atlanta's going to host the Super Bowl next year, no matter how they try to figure out how to do it. And school shootings are going to keep happening because you're going to have arguments about, you know, why it's happening and what's the, uh, you know, the solution. I mean, if we can't all agree that, you know, it's bad that, you know, kids can have assault weapons and go in and shoot up, shoot up schools, then I don't know what to tell anyone because it's... Like it's not that hard of a decision, so I, I really don't have too much of an, of an opinion. I think that's the saddest part about this. Right. Uh, 17 people died. Uh, I don't know how many kids died out of that, but, you know, it was probably like, what, four or five faculty members? Right. So you're talking about 12, 11 kids died. And, it's, and, and we're talking about, we're, we're having, we politicized it. Politi exactly. Left versus right. Mm. And I think that it's getting lost that 17 people lost their lives and two people lost their lives yesterday at central michigan and so-and-so people lost their lives at virginia the, the, tech the the, the, the the texas uh church shooting last year and 59 people lost their lives or 58 whatever the number is 50 something 
in Las Vegas last year. And the Pulse so, shooting I mean, in Orlando and the, the Charleston list, the shooting. The list is just endless. It's, 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 it's become like where, you know, people not from the hood shouldn't have to worry about it. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. People that, that aren't from the hood shouldn't have to worry. If I go to this event with a lot of people, will I get shot up? Will will there be a bombing or something like that? And that happens in in every country where you have you know mass killings and stuff. But I think this is the only place where you have multiple mass shootings every single year. Exactly. Exactly. That's the that really is in many ways the sad part about this. Like you said, you know, so much of you know all of this you know political stuff is really getting you know it's just really getting lost and you know what but what is you know but what is at least you know somewhat heartening in all of this is that those you know those you know those kids those teenage kids down in Broward County they're not taking this lying down like they are you know they are really trying to you know trying to affect change and get people to listen because there are lots of people because that's that's Florida I mean Florida is one of the you know it's a it's referred to as in many ways a purple state politically but really and truly there are a lot of you know pro-gun politicians down there in Florida like they are really trying to you know pressure Marco Rubio into doing the right thing and that's you know just one of those things that in my opinion is really been if if there's been any good that has come out of this is the fact that you know young kids you know that are in their late teens are getting involved in the political process and you know and and the whole thing is you know a lot of people want to go ahead and you know you know criticize them and chastise them saying oh they're not of you know they're not even a voting age like that is that that's just you know that is continued you know just ostracization and just alienation just because they're you know, they're young children yeah that's and, the that's the one different thing that i've seen you know with this one is that it's been you know the young america has a voice now because of you know social media has kind of changed the way that they can look at the world because they're able to access you know stuff that they may not have known about because their teachers didn't talk about it or you know they didn't have a voice because no one you know no one wants to hear what a young person had to say you know you know for a long while now you know i think people are starting to listen and that's like you said that's some of the good things that's come out of this I mean that. That's what I was trying to tell y'all a couple weeks ago, and y'all was like, "Oh, it don't." You right? You you were right. You right. I'm saying this time was so much different because it's happened and it's happened and it's happened, and these kids, they're sick of it. Kids is there's beauty in the tragedy in, in a way, because I mean to see them just step up and say, "No, we're not taking this." We're not right. gonna let this keep happening. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna change something. And if I don't go to school for another day in my life, because it is, a, you know, a mostly, uh, you know, Caucasian school. Very so, in a very rich if, area, rich suburb. If, if I don't Miami. have to go to school another day in my life to fight for this cause before I die, I will do it, and I'm willing to do it because my parents have the money for me to do it. They that. said at this rally, there was a rally that they had not too recently, long ago where they proclaimed we're going to be the last mass shooting. Exactly. We're going to be the last mass That is a statement. That is a statement and a half. Like, we're not going to take this anymore. And not only that, but we're also not going to take politicians, whether they be in Tallahassee or Washington, D.C., we're not going to take the idea of politicians trying to turn this into a mental health issue or a lone wolf issue like they typically... No, we're going to go to what the issue is. We're going to talk about the guns, whether you like it or not. My fear, my, my fear is that, you know, they'll do, you know, they won't be able to, like like they said, they're not of voting age, et cetera, et cetera. But Yet. 
yet. But, you know, the politicians aren't going to change, you know, their policies based off. That's what I'm saying, but, but we, we have I'm, I'm just uh, preliminaries, uh, you know, uh, what they call them? Mid, mid, uh, Midterms, midterms yeah. primaries. The primaries. I mean, I hope that, you and know, may. that the change will come when they're able to vote. Yeah, register to vote this year and, and help them. And because Casey Cagle, the one that started this whole thing about Delta, mind you, is, is the lead candidate in the state of Georgia for governor. So, I mean, if you want that to be your governor, then you already see where he's going. You already see where his mind is. So this right. election is so crucial, so crucial. Please register to vote. Please get educated about the candidates. Absolutely. this is a yeah. huge, huge year. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. But I hear people talking. That was my point. I'm saying that, you know, I, I hear a lot of the talk, and, and, I, and, and that's great. But, you know, nothing has changed yet. Yeah, like, but, I mean, I but, but you got to see, all right, so the, the civil rights movement, right? It was like years and years and years, decades uh, of oppression and uh, not, not even just oppression because oppression still is, but um, the, just blatant segregation, Jim Crow laws, separate but equal and all that, right? The uh, colors only, whites only. They marched and they talked and, and they went to the... Uh, things and they demanded change and they demanded change until they got it. You know, a lot of those folks couldn't even vote. And if they had, if they could vote, they had to go through three, four ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go yeah. through loops yeah. and hoops. Yeah, so right. you know what I'm saying? So, so these kids, you know what I'm saying? If the kids, if the kids want to talk and march and all that, that that's their activism. That's as far as they can go. You know what I'm saying? That's what, and, and people yeah. are gonna hear it eventually. I mean, and, you know, I'm, the change will come. My point is the change will come. Like like right. in civil rights, the change came. You know, those people who marched and, you know, got sprayed and all the fights and stuff that happened, that group didn't benefit from what happened as much as our generation has. Right. We saw, you know, the, the positives of it come way after all those battles were won. But my point with this is, okay, you're, you can change policies about guns, but... You know, what are you going to do as far as helping the people who, you know, more, there's more to this situation than just the guns involved. Like, how are we going to attack, you know, bullying in schools? How are we going to attack, you know, all the situations with mental health issues? Like, th those are real issues also that contribute to this. It's not just about the guns that shoot people. Right, right. Hmm. So, if those things aren't going away, then now you, it's, okay, you take away the guns, but then... Now you have a knife problem. I think I think it's more uh, mental health. And don't blame the video games. Say then, then, exactly. uh, then yeah, bullying. That's another thing. Then yeah. bullying. I yeah. like like I said, you know, we, we had this discussion I think with Keaton a couple months ago. Or I don't think bullying's a bad thing because, you know, it teaches it shows kids like the reality of life. Like everyone isn't gonna like you and people are gonna do you wrong and it isn't fair, but it's life. So I'm not against bullying. I mean I think it, it toughens people up and you know, like it causes trauma for a lot of kids, but shoot, I mean, that's life. Like, you know, if I if I've shielded you from this thing for 18 years of your life, and then year 19 you get hit in the face with something, oh, you're no, not I, be able I to agree with it. you. I agree with you. Yeah, right, right, but, right. But but with that, sometimes comes this. Right, right. Mm. Well, that's I mean, well, well, you need mental health. I think it's more mental health and counseling and telling kids like, hey. This is life. This is how you this deal is with how this. This is how it is. And mm -hmm. this is how you deal with it. I, I agree with that. I, I think counselors need to step up because in high school, I only went to my counselor to sign up for classes. I mean, yeah. it's just um, I mean, sociology. I mean, like, 
with like counseling it's a stigma especially in the black community just about how getting counseling and stuff I and mean, i can't speak for the white community in terms of, of counseling but i know as far as black is is looked down upon you know yeah, just to get, get that help in. i mean one thing i can say is i mean by how many black kids are doing these mass shootings at these schools I mean, it was still, you know, still issues going on within schools involving black kids. Yeah. And, you know, if they can be involved in it, you know, just like, you know, it's not just a white, it's not just a white kid that pissed off a white kid that caused him to shoot in school. It could have been a black kid, you know, pissed the, the white kid off or just like, you know, it's not, or, you know, it's a lot of things just going on. Some of these kids, they're, they're not acting alone. I just, I just need people in the schools to pay more attention to every student. I just, I mean, that's that's another issue is that you know some of these Teachers. educators they'll, they 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 collect a check and then they, they go don't about they they, ha- they halfway Bingo. care about class they Bingo. don't care about if the you know like I saw this poem and it was like you know uh, I, I couldn't wash mama couldn't afford us to to go to the dry cleaners or you know not the dry cleaners but the what do you call it the the laundry mat uh, she can they call that place the laundry the laundry what do you call the laundry place damn the, la- the wash interior I, I, I don't i don't got the too rich because i remember when i was <laughs> like, like a kid the yeah wash machines and all that the that's what they like call that. the store yeah it's yeah. crazy all right so <laughs> oh. we, we used to go to the laundry mat when i was younger and then you know we moved in the house with a uh, washing machine and you know i felt like oh we so rich yeah first, <laughs> first world problems all right, all right. yeah all right so exactly. so so the laundry mat he's like mom couldn't get us to the laundry mat because she working all jobs all day i had to get ready and get my uh my little sister ready i had to get my clothes out the dirty clothes since my clothes weren't clean i had to iron my own clothes some some i missed the bus so i had to walk us to school and take the public bus and teacher was mad i ain't had a pencil yeah and that though you know that was something like the poem the gist of the poem the gist of the poem was pretty much like you don't know what these kids are going through and the teachers just you know attack everyone like it's their situation like why don't you have a pencil why do you never come prepared to class well have you asked a kid have they ever had something to eat have you asked a kid why uh, when's the last time you know they needed this that teachers just don't care now a lot of teachers don't care now i mean let's not bear the teachers i mean for one it's a lot of it's a lot of overcrowded classrooms you know just Looking at that, and then just the fact that you know it's, it's harder that the teachers like they it is and like they they don't get paid as much as they should they, they, they and, don't and that's the right. type and the type of work they're doing but they signed up for it you know, uh, straight you know, in the, West you know, Virginia going on right I now I mean just like that's the thing you know these teachers they they have to really care just to you know there's plenty of other jobs you can do make more money than a teacher that's do less true. work that's a good point and you know these. There's teachers. I mean, there are bad teachers and there are good teachers, but I believe the good teachers out there they want to educate youth and change, and change the world. But you know, it's just you gonna do so much. Like your school system, like they can't tell the school to you know give them some more money to get school supplies. But that that's that's my whole issue with this whole argument, this whole discussion that's going on all around the world is that everyone wants to focus on guns because it makes money. No one's talking about the entire picture. Is that? Oh, there's this this issue is just not just about the gun. But but I feel like but that 
the mental illness and all that, that isn't just an uh, issue in America. I feel like that's an issue for kids all around the world nowadays. Yeah. Especially in America, because America, pop culture, you know, I'm not in there's other so countries, much, but, but so I feel like there's impression. so much emphasis on it. But, like, you know, in every other country, they still have Instagram and, and social media and stuff, and they have those same pressures, and they probably deal with the same bullying and the same... So, you know... The only difference is they don't have access to an AR-15. Yeah. (laughs) Legally at the age of 18. Yeah. You know, so, I mean. Yeah, I saw somebody, um, I think somebody retweeted something about how it, you know, the process that it has to go in America to just buy a gun, all you had to do was pass a background check, which really isn't really all that much of a background check. But in other countries, you know, you had to go, you had to take like so many different steps and it can take like a month or two months just be, just to be even, you know, able to own a gun. Whereas, you know, in the United States, all you had to do really is just pass a background check. This is me giving my political opinion, but if it takes like six years for uh, a kid who came to me- from Mexico to the United States when they were like two, three years old to become a citizen of the United States, then I don't think that it should take, you know, 15 minutes to buy an AR-15. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I mean, you know, it, it's like it's so much. And as far as the you know, as far as the process which we were talking about in terms of, you know, in terms of high schools, you know, you know, as far as teachers go, it's you know, it's just one of those things. I feel like that as far as teachers go, there's only so much that they can do as far as the schools, you know, to ask, you know, for more money, you know, for lesser class sizes and just overall better education. Because where is most of that money being put? You know, the money is going into building the schools. The money is get, going get, to build football stadiums. A, a new auditorium, like you said, a new football stadium. That's what Marietta's doing, my alma mater. That's what Texas does all the time. Why, why can't we put that money into the into the classrooms and improving the classrooms? And I mean, if they want to so, promote the, I mean, the thing is, if they want to promote the idea of fitness and everything, then I can understand. I can understand to a certain point putting that money into athletics, but it's not like you can just ignore the, you know, ignore the educational side of it as well. I, I mean, know, it's important. Every every school isn't doing that. I mean, the schools that are. You know, putting hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars into the athletic programs also happen to be some of the wealthiest school districts in the country. So true. It's okay. Like you know, my alma mater, um, Clark Central. I mean, they haven't upgraded their stadium since ever, forever. Like that's been the football stadium they've had. It's been the same. Like that in Marietta. So until I graduated. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I mean, it just depends on the area. I mean, I don't have an issue with people upgrading their, you know, football, let, you know, promoting their kids. That's that's what that's what the athletic program is supposed to do. Promote your kid. But, you know, that 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 problem is that's that's not really a school district problem. That's a you know, yeah, how I much money's so. in the area problem. Maybe like yeah. the local government's problem. I mean, because you have to raise the taxes to do that. Right. You know? you and to, those like, people who have a lot of money and, don't really and, mind and doing pe- it. And people vote for it. They're like, Yeah, I wanna but I feel like, you know, instead of proposing to put increased tax dollars for stadiums and, and to make the school look better so you can take pictures and just brag about how great your school is, you know, you can add more classrooms, add more teachers. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I or, mean, but or there, there, is something, the, there is something to be said, you know, 
to you know I got a, my school looks I mean it gives you a little it gives the students a little bit of high self esteem as far as going to school right there, right right you know going to school there True. and and then like it, it's like that uh the the old newspaper argument of like news versus sports right because this one dude was like oh y'all don't report on education enough we're so and so in test scores for SAT and ACT but y'all talk about every game that was played in the county and it's like well you gotta have a sports section <laughs> of course <laughs> so I mean like it's not like people don't care about sports of course they care about local sports speaking of sports what's the next topic speaking of sports <laughs> we've got the combine and we've got a UGA sweater over yo here. Of my, my guy yeah, uh, 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 Saquon Barkley man killing it out there but you know the one thing that I always remember after every year at the combine is it doesn't make like it doesn't matter at all <laughs> Robert Davis had, the, had the most impressive combine like out of the blue last year and it didn't really like matter like he's still drafted the last day of the draft he's still practice squad after standing out in the preseason because he went to a smaller school so he had that you know leverage I mean, the, the combine is just, you know, it's once again, I understand everybody wants to, you know, everybody pays attention to it. But really and truly, there are lots of people, you know, probably myself, I'm among one of these. The highlight of the combine for me is seeing Rich Rich Eisen run the 40, 40 yard dash. I, I love that's that the part. that's the highlight for me of the combine. Everything else is you know everything else is just you know window dressing because you know you can see what one of these players looks like when they're running the forty or anything like that, doing other stuff at the combine. But until they're actually in pads, until they're actually in a uniform and they're on that field against other big dudes, it really don't it really don't matter all that. One much. of the best combines of all time, two thousand six, Vernon Davis. Where is Vernon Davis? Thank you. I'm in Washington. Yeah, he, he's in Washington, but he's, he's not, like a backup. He's not the Hall of Fame talent that he was at the Combine. Yeah, the Combine, right. exactly. I, me personally, he was, as he was a, a pro bowler for like one year. Me <laughs> as, a, as a football fanatic, I absolutely hate the Combine. I hate it. Because I, yesterday I saw so many, I got so many text messages because I'm a Georgia fan. Oh, man. I didn't know Nick Chubb was faster than Sonny yeah. Michelle. I, I was one yes, of, I, was I, one I knew those, that. We I, all knew that. I was one of those people, by the way. <laughs> I got I got plenty you of messages. messages? Man, my bad, here, man. I mean, it, it, it didn't bother me because you were the first one to text me. But after after a while, I was like, okay, man, come on now. Like y'all had to know he was faster. He ran track for no, four years and won a state championship. I had no right? idea. I thought the guy was just like just a little bowling ball. No, oh, like, oh, but, but that's what his football tape says he is. So that's what he is to yeah, me. Don't like, put people was, in the Hall of Fame just based on the combat. Yeah, I was expecting like a 4'7", four, 4'6", four, and I was like, okay, he's like a little, you know, Tasman Stallion, he's a little, he's a analyst guy, he's a little thick guy. And <laughs> <laughs> you, saw, you saw the uh, the old lineman running a 4'8"? Why, why, why did the lineman need to run that? Then James yeah. Winston hit. Yo, yo, that lineman is hard, bro. Who cares y'all? about what yeah, an old uh, lineman is? David, David saw it. For the quarterback. Then, no, no, David saw that. That man, he be uh, catching. Oh, yeah, the Pittsburgh O'Neal. Yeah, she's yeah. cold. But he happens to be a very good left tackle. So, yeah, like, exactly. He would, be a, he would be a good second or third round pick because I mean, of his tape. I, I want him. Yeah, man, I, on, played, I played line, offensive line before, and you never run 40 yards. Not at once. Yeah, like you Even might, when you score a touchdown, you, you walk might, down there. You yeah. might get lucky and get like, um, you know, somebody like get a big run and you, you know, you get to the second level and block a linebacker or even a DB, but that's like 20 yards. You're not at gonna, most. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to get, after, you know, your running back break that big touchdown, you're not going to, you only got to knock over like seven guys and you got other guys out there doing it. You're running, you're just trekking. 
Yeah. But yeah, like Chubb, I was impressed by him, man. I was just like, I'm sold on him. I was like, I need him Carolina round three, round two. You know, this like shout out Shannon I mean, he, Sullivan. I think he'll Diego. he'll be a decent back. I'm not. I'm not saying he won't be. Like I can. I can see him having a Frank Gore like career. But that, that national championship was ugly. Yeah. That's. But that's what yeah. he. That's mostly what Nick Chubb will be at the next. So level. okay. So because he's up against NFL talent. So, so looking back, you know, I know like being unbiased. You know, I'm unbiased because you know my team won in that game. But you know, maybe you can be unbiased by this game. But did you think like with him running out there? Did you think it was just the Bama just played those gaps real well, or is it or is his vision? It's his vision. It's all like every big game against an opponent that keys on him. He hasn't had a great game. Like I mean, really think about it. other than that one run against Alabama two years ago in the rain. Oh, he broke Herschel Walker's streak for how many rushing hundred yard rushing games? That was because of one long run the, um, against Alabama's backups. The the, the Carolina game. That, that was a big game because it was a season opener exactly. in, the, in the Georgia Dome. I mean, I can't think of a big, a big game, game Nick Chubb's had in a big game. I mean, now, Sonny Michelle is different because, you know, okay, against Alabama, going into that game, I was like, Sonny Michelle going to have to win it. Sonny Michelle and DeAndre Swift are going to have to win this game. But I never even considered Nick Chubb because I knew he wasn't going to do nothing. Right. Because it's just not his style. He's not, he's not a big game runner. He can't create for himself. He's basically Jimmer Fredette. He plays I mean, I told running back. The, the Carolina game was a big he's game. A, yeah. He's he's a, he's, no, he did well in that game, right? No, no Carolina's a, not a big – oh, you're talking about North Carolina yeah, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, Carolina's defense was awful. Though. I mean, but he had a big game, and that was a big game because it's in the Georgia Dome. But against an awful defense. Opening. Okay, I'm a, a big right, right, game right. with a good defense. Okay. <laughs> hey, wait, he said he, he can catch. You know, this, I, was, I was like – I can catch. Because, you know, like uh, some of these running backs, you know, they – they're pretty dated. They can't catch. Yeah, Sony Michelle is he, it's the new about. prototype. Yeah, like he's yeah. Sony Michelle's nice. Like I would I would love him, but I just think he's gonna be like a late first round at his rate. Yeah. yeah. To, yeah. to tease the NFL, we we didn't uh, have this on the agenda, but a couple of Falcons moves. Uh, to, uh, toilet Bowl, Tololo was cut this Toilolo. week. Um, and then and then also uh, they're talking about trading Devontae Freeman. It's a little, little trade rumors. Devontae talking Freeman. Talking about they're a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just, like, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's just talking. He's just talking, but I'm saying like. It's the offseason. How, how so disappointing has Freeman been? Like, I mean, I kind of. Did, did, did we all agree that the Freeman deal was a bad deal? Yeah. I, you remember, I, I don't know if we, I said it on the show or not, but I was. When they signed him, I said, why? You have Tevin Coleman. Or, or the money they gave him. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at the money. I wasn't mad at the money. I wasn't mad at the money. But, but the money made him the highest paid at the time before Le'Veon Bell signed his deal. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't mad at the money because yeah. he, he earned that money. But he's not a long-term back. He, he didn't earn the money to be the highest paid dude in the NFL? He, he kind of did at that point. Yeah, no, yeah. but I mean, but you got to see overall, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we knew he was the elite talent. Live up yeah, to, the, to, to that contract. I mean, he's nice and the scheme fits him nice with yeah. the zone blocking. But the only thing that worries me is his concussions. But yeah. It's just, uh, it looks like Coleman's probably going to be the odd man out in the future. But, you know, like, with the, all, all that money they're throwing around on that defense. Yeah. Keep that defense together. Yeah. I, I'll put it like this. If, if a team comes to me and tells me, I'll give you a third or a fourth round pick for. Devontae Freeman at the draft. I don't even I don't even breathe more than twice without saying yes. Yeah, I was, I was just tripping out. I was like, um, AJC Ledbetter, he's like, 
the 10th overall pick for Freeman. I was like, now that's ridiculous. 10th like, overall? I don't I even think like, you can get the 10th overall pick for Matt Ryan. Right? Yeah, I was like, so, <laughs> I was like, uh, like Saquon Barkley, you know, like, guys should probably still be on the board at 10. No. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, no, no, 10th overall. Yeah, that's just Barclay's ink slinging on gone. their part. You guys saw um, Aaron Donald got traded? To where? To uh to the Dolphins. No, that's uh Robert Quinn. No, Robert Quinn. Robert oh, Quinn. Oh, my man. bad. My Whoa. bad. Yeah, I, I was in, uh, someone from the Rams. <laughs> Robert yeah, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Someone from the Rams that's got it. traded. Robert that scared Quinn. me. I was like, Robert. please tell me the Falcons got it. No, Robert, yeah, I was, Robert. Uh, yeah, I was tripping out because I was like, you know, it's, uh, they got a lot of money on their defensive line. In Miami, like they just gave um, Andre Branch a big deal, and then you know Sue got his huge deal, and then you have. Uh, and now you got Quinn's making some big money, and I'm like, you usually don't put that type of money on your defensive line. It's just like it's it's weird. And I thought he would have been a good pick pick up for Cleveland or, or some. Or I'm surprised just, he got traded. I mean, he doesn't. He's not. You know, the scheme that they run in LA is like a three-four. It's yeah. like a three-four it hybrid, and it's yeah. just like he's better with his hand on the ground. Like right. I was like, even even New England could have benefited from him and stuff. It's like. A lot of teams should have lined up. He's an elite pass rusher. It's just he was playing out of position, on yeah. yeah. it. So, so it's like Vic Beasley. He's better than Beasley. No, he's he's no, he's, no, no. I mean, but he's more like know, John Abraham. You know how Beasley like couldn't do anything last year at, at linebacker when standing up. Yeah, he, he exactly. Needs, uh, he needs a hand in dirt. No, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like Beasley. He just Beasley's just not good. He, he just have, if you know, if he have a kid, he's decent with his hand in the ground. No, he's no, no. He's, if, if he don't have a free shot, he's useless. Like I've seen him get sh- shut down. He has no technique. If you get your hands on Beasley, there's nothing he can do. Yeah. Most pass rushers, if you get your hands on them, they can get you off of them. Like I watch, like I was watching the Dallas game, and I was looking at how to use their hands, yeah. and like you know, Cox. I even I've been yeah. in Falcons training camp back in like fourteen. Right. He's teaching them how to use their hands, so, yeah. and, and I'm just like, no, fifteen. He's teaching them how to use their hands, and I'm like, you can't. And I know Quinn. I know he's coaching Seattle. They use their hands. And I'm like, Vic don't use his hands. He don't use his hands. Claiborne, he, he has great hands. Vic, you know. Greening had great hands. Grady got great hands. Yep. Right. Uh, just the upshot. He had hands. And I yep. was like, Beasley, no, it's just like, he's a one-trick pony. Yep. He just runs, tries to, he tries to run by you, and if you catch him, he, that's the end of the play for him. Yeah, because like, I was like, um, I'm in the New England game, he was shut out. And he yeah. and just like, okay, I thought like, maybe they just triple team and double team and stuff. But it's like, nope. I see him get lost all the time. Like, he put a good, because he plays on the right side. Yeah, the weak side, and that means you play against the worst, the, the worst, worst tackle. And yeah, you should be dominating. Like he never switches or anything. Like some good lineman, they can switch over. He doesn't yeah. switch. So you should be dominating. And I don't know. Some, sometimes I, I seen Vic affect the game, even when he he wasn't doing anything. I like, mean, he know, he affects the game I, I just because of his speed. Right. But like Dave was saying, when I look at okay, like the NFL draft coming up. When I look at a lot of these linemen, I look at how they use their hands because that's the most important part of. It doesn't matter how big you are in the NFL as far as playing defensive line. Like Aaron Donald's very small. He's six feet tall. Uh, Grady Jarrett's very Grady small. Jarrett's very small, but those guys are elite users of their hands. That's why they're going to be they're going to be great players forever because that doesn't go away. That's one skill that you always have is your hands. Blocking. Yeah, I was like, what? 
was like, he only picked up one thing from Dwight, the spin move. The spin move. That's then, all he does. That is all he does. That is. And I was like, he don't even do that right. I see him spin around and just fall to the ground. He needs to just, this whole offseason, I really I really hope he reaches out to Von Miller because Von Miller had the same yeah, skill set coming they, in. I think they did some. Didn't they do like a pass rush camp like last year? I, I hope so because Von Miller uses his hands and he's a linebacker. So, yeah. like, Von Miller can do what Vic, the Falcons want Vic, Vic, Vic Beasley to, to do, but Vic Beasley's not athletic enough to be out in space. Stan Northwood, he brought up a good point. Just like, you know, don't be surprised when Atlanta gets in that defensive end because I look at Tech, you know, I wasn't really high on him last year. I mean, like, yeah, he had a good speech last year, but I was just like, you know, UCLA and this guy, I was like, I never heard of this guy and stuff. And it's just like, uh, he used his hands, and it's just like he did. He did, he did got, it in college, though. Yeah, he can stop the run. And Beasley gets lost against the run. I can't. I can't remember how many tackles for loss Beasley had. I can't. I can't you, you said. You said. Don't be surprised if Atlanta gets another D in. Yep. Yeah. Look. Look. If Michael Beasley comes available. Not, not Michael, Michael, B- Michael, oh, Michael Beasley, huh? Come again? Michael Bennett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Michael Beasley. Yeah. That's a rumor. Seattle right. about to blow it up. That's, yeah. a, that's a rumor. They, they right. ready. They, uh, they, I think they're giving up on the error. Yeah. They mix out. That's, um, that's actually a rumor now. But oh, really? Just, yeah. I, I had yeah, heard yeah. that. I mean, I, I, I heard, I heard that would yesterday. be natural. I heard it yesterday. Yeah, that, just, that makes sense. Well, just, it makes sense for having Michael Bennett in a city, too. Yeah, it's just, I That'd just dope. I just don't know if they'll do NFC to NFC because you know they, it's very likely that Atlanta and Seattle meet each other. Like you said, if, if they, Mike, money no, talks. Wait, if, if Benny goes to the Falcons, he has to come on A League. <laughs> like it has to happen. Yeah, somehow, some way. Yeah, no, I don't want his brother though. His brother can stay where he's at. Uh, I, mean, I remember last year. I mean, I was one of those people. I thought he would be nice in Atlanta, but I changed my mind. I'm like, I don't want his brother there. Wait, you, you see he how he did? For, he'd be he bad did. for the locker room. He was so dirty, man. He did Green Bay. He said, uh, I, I can no longer play for the rest of the season. Aaron Rodgers out. I can't do it. A couple days later, Martellus Bennett has signed the New England Patriots. Wow. He said, it feels good to be home, man. You feels know, I feel good. all right. You he know, played, he played the next day. He, he played, uh, but he got hurt again, and he was out for the season. So he was actually hurt. He was just playing through it because he wanted to ring with New England. But he said and he, he was, still didn't get it. He said he, yeah, he still didn't get it. He said he was going to retire at the end of the season. He said that earlier when he was with Green Bay. So we'll see if. He, I hate to break it to him. He's not that good anymore. Yeah. So okay. Cool. He, he had a couple good years. Okay. Yeah, cool. Chicago. That's okay. Cool. That was neat. Steve, so is Stephen Ridley. Where is he now? Yeah, I forgot where he's at. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen Ridley had flashes of greatness. Where is he? You're right. Exactly. He plays for the Falcons. <laughs> but then again, playing for the Patriots automatically yes. makes you look better than playing well, for the Falcons. He was on the Falcons at the end of last year. I didn't know that. I knew uh, I was surprised Trevor Knight was on the roster. I was like, I, I told you, it don't matter. In the NFL, is the the NFL yeah. stands like for the not for long. The NFL the stands for not for long when you're making no, them very calls. Oh. Talking about the Oklahoma quarterback? Yeah. They used to. Where did, where did he end up after uh, Oklahoma? Texas A&M. Texas yeah. A&M. Yeah, it's like, I remember he got put on because of Katy Perry. And yeah. <laughs> uh, he lit up Alabama in the, the Sugar Bowl. I think it was the Sugar the, Bowl. The black part of, he's black. No, he's no, no, white. no. He's white. He's, he's white? white? Yeah. Yeah. And he went, he went to A&M? Yeah, he left Oklahoma and went, went to A&M. A&M. Baker, Baker Mayfield came in and took his right, job. Right, right, right. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, he's, he's a white guy. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Baker Mayfield talking about he'll turn around the, turn around the Cleveland Browns. Well, he has to say that. Of course. I mean, he... Got the intangibles. I mean, I like them. No, just, no, yeah. no. Baker Mayfield is not going to turn around the Cleveland Browns. I don't know. It, many it's going to it's, it's going to take an amazing once in a generation talent at quarterback 
to turn the Cleveland Browns around. His name is Josh Allen. Because RG3 is not bad. Josh Allen will be the first pick in the draft, and he will change the culture. Uh, I don't know about the number one. Okay. RG3 I got, him, I got him going to Arizona. Okay. <laughs> Watch. Cleveland, the only team to have this many number one picks and still be trash. Number one picks? I don't know. The Hawks have been pretty trash for forever. Uh, the Hawks haven't had number one picks year after year. Yeah. Hawks were actually I mean, pretty uh, good a few years ago. Cleveland had number one picks <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, this is the first one they've had. Since. No, no, Cle- Cleveland had a decent. Cleveland had a decent squad uh, uh, back in like 07. Yeah, with Derrick yeah, with Anderson. With Derrick Anderson, Derrick Anderson yeah, and uh, yeah. uh, the tall receiver was his name. Uh, uh, Dante Stowers. No, no, not uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm like, Braylon, Braylon Edwards. Edwards. Braylon, yeah. Braylon Edwards. They had, they had a good. decent squad, and then Peyton Hillis. Peyton, yeah, Peyton Hillis. Hey, Cleveland has some teams, man. Yeah, they got some, yeah, they got it, it just feels like they've always been trash because they went away for a couple of years, so yeah, <laughs> that automatically remember. makes them trash. They were in Baltimore. They went to Baltimore. Then they yeah, gave them just, a new Cleveland team. I mean, I watched a lot of them last year, and it was just a lot of it was on Kaiser. A lot I of thought he was going to step up. I, I thought, it was, yeah, a lot of it was on Kaiser. Like, they literally had games won. The defense the defense kept him in the game, and he would throw that pick. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> uh, like I remember the, the Green Bay game. The Green Bay game, like, he, he got brushed. He threw the ball in the air. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, and then what's his name? The UCLA quarterback for Green Bay? Um, oh, uh, Huntley. Uh, Huntley. Huntley. Yeah, yeah, he threw the, the ball to, <laughs> the, the, to um, Devontae Adams got the win. And I was just like, there's a lot of those games. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I remember Cleveland that game. Cleveland won like six games last year. We for Kaiser. Like, he threw those costly picks. Like, I'll say this about Cleveland. If they are able to get their quarterback with their first pick and then parlay that second, parlay that second oh, pick into some more picks, they're not that far I, away. I won't. I want them to get uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Like the way, the way, like they got Jabril Peppers playing free safety, like a deep outfielder. That's not his game. And it's just like y'all should have drafted Malik Hooker last year. Y'all want somebody to right. But they got this guy. You know. Does everyone see what I was saying last year when I told y'all Jabril Peppers wasn't gonna be good? Does everyone see what I was saying? Now? I was, he's out of position. He he's, he's not a safety. He's a he's at best a linebacker. I, I told people this last year. Well, like I got money, laughed at. Like money backer. It's kind of short. I mean, so was Shaq Thompson. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just like uh, yeah, Greg. He's, Greg Williams. He's just like you know, he he did a pretty good job. He's gonna do what I tell him. <laughs> yeah, I know he's, like, he's like, you know, if he wants to do otherwise, he's gonna be an intern for one of y'all. And I, was I forgot. <laughs> oh, I have some friends on the Browns: uh, Miles Garrett, uh, Zane Gonzalez, and then Jabril Peppers. Those are my guys. Shouts out to yeah, you. He, he yeah. won't be on the Browns for long. I hate to tell him. Yeah. Shouts out to y'all. That's what I'm hoping. Like, just get, get, get Fitzpatrick, move him over to Strong, and then they got like three second round picks, and then they got. I think two thirds. You know, it's like man, this. This is a GM's dream. Yeah, it got right. like over like over eighty million in cap space. Like the only thing I would say if they pass, if they get uh, what's their free safety name in LA? Uh, with the Joiner, oh, uh, uh, Lamarcus Joiner. Yeah, they get him because you know he played under Greg Williams. Then, but then again, I say you still gotta get Minka to put him at corner. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust Alabama defensive backs. I like Minka, but. You know, like, he's, a, uh, he's an Alabama defensive back. You know, like uh, Humphrey? No. He was straight. For one year. Like, they all are. They all are good for one year, and then they quit playing football. Oh, you like Derwin James? Who? You like Derwin James? Who was that? Oh, yeah, I like Derwin James, yeah. That's the best player in the draft to me, but he won't get drafted like that. Yeah, it's like, it's 
so confusing because I got to figure out where Roquan's going to go because, like, they're acting right around the same spot, so I don't really know, like, who yeah. going to get picked. I mean, they probably, like, if you check out my NFL mock draft, uh, they go, uh, they go nine and ten. Plug. <laughs> yeah. Such a shameless, such a shameless plug. By the way, you mentioned something, Jeremy, about you feel like the Hawks have already been trash. They were pretty good for a pretty good, you know, for a few years ago. Even when they were <laughs> they, fake, when they had the sixty, the fake sixty win season with Paul, with Paul Trillsap. Could y'all see? Could y'all see? Could y'all see Lonzo Ball in the Hawks? No, no. Oh. Did y'all see you and see no no Zoda ATM? Well, no, 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 no. Someone brought up a Someone very, very good point because they were like, you know, when uh, when Lavar said they were only going to where the the three sons were going, uh-huh. and then he was like, you don't think the Atlanta Hawks will want that? He said the Hawks are promoting this tender marriage, you know, you, you know, like uh, so the, you know Hawks have tender night. Oh yeah. A couple years ago, uh, a couple met at tender night and they're getting married. Oh yes. Yeah, they're yeah. doing like. No, I like so I like Levar Ball. But he, he need to keep the Hawks name on his mouth. No, no, no. Le- Levar didn't say that. Who Someone like this was like a random commentator that was like, oh. you don't think a team in the NBA would would take all three Ball brothers? No. Some attention. He's like the Hawks are having this tender marriage thing, and I mean it's just <laughs> marketing. I mean a lot of teams have different marketing. But so like, when the Hawks get good, they actually compete. Right. Like yeah. some teams get good and they're just average regardless of what happens. Yeah. Like like the Memphis Grizzlies are always just going to be average. I don't know, man. They they pushed uh, San Antonio. I think did they, they beat, beat San, San Antonio? Antonio? Well, serves yeah. Memphis right because they never should have left Vancouver. Exactly. Yeah. It was- I mean, like with Atlanta, it's just like you gotta have some marketing because it's just like you just want to be, you know, you can't sell off your name. Like the Lakers could throw out, get Smush Parker right now, Kwame Brown, and have them play alongside Brandon Ingram. They're gonna still sell out. Yeah, because they're the Lakers. Yeah, it's like the Hawks. You gotta have something like you know, like. But at least the Hawks have the city to market. Like Memphis. Who? I mean, some of these, some of these areas, man. Like who? Atlanta is much more easier to market than Memphis. No disrespect yeah, to Memphis. No disrespect, but. Like who's cool place? If, you, if you're down in Atlanta or Memphis to live in, you're going with Atlanta almost. You're going with Atlanta 90 percent of the time. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an exciting time. Like I like the fact that they are you know marketing because they could easily just gave up and just be like, no, come watch the other play, come watch the other players on the team. You know, they could easily do that. Like, I mean, like uh, Char- like I lived in Charlotte area one year, and it's just like their marketing doesn't even compare to Atlanta. So. And you know, all they got—they try to sell the Hornets' name being back. And, you know, like, nobody cares about this football. <laughs> it's a football town, and you're the third most popular team in your state. <laughs> third most popular basketball team in your state. Oh, so, third most back- wow! Right behind Carolina and Duke. Yeah, so man. it's just like you can't. Ouch! And North can't. Carolina State. Yeah. And North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina <laughs> State is not ahead of the Charlotte Hornets. They, I don't know about. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. North Carolina State keep a good team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I was listening to radio last night, 92.9, and they were just saying, like, you know, like, last night shows that Atlanta is a sleeping giant in terms of being a basketball city. It's just a matter of having people come on to see It is a basketball city. Yeah. So I haven't seen the players on the other team. So, I mean, like, players on the other team say Kevin Durant said that last night. I mean, but who wants to watch boring I mean, basketball? That. Like, that's, 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 it is a sleeping giant, but Atlanta likes excitement because we grew up watching excitement. We grew up watching Neek. Mike Vick. We think of Blood boring? Neek. Yes. Oh. How, would you, how, would you, how, would you, how would you find it? Who? who uh, Blood Sisters? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's 
boring. I mean, it's championship basketball. It's championship basketball, but you got to have exciting talents to right, play right, this. Right, right. You, you need a superstar. Like, I mean, John Collins, I feel like, can be an exciting piece because, like, seeing dude come out last night at the locker room, he had chains on. I was like, yo, this could be a cool – you know what I'm saying? Like, Atlanta could really embrace this dude. But it's like – you got to be better than what he is. Like he's just all right. So it's like if we could get someone better than just all right and have that. Colin Saxon would be great. Colin Saxon would be exactly what you're looking for when you're talking about star, want to market, and all. That. I don't know. It's just like he don't talk. Man. You know. No, like he, he, he doesn't do social media. Yeah, he talks. But because he he had two viral moments last year and he don't even have social media. It was uh, uh, he, he was playing Penny Hardaway's son at, at an AAU tournament, and then Penny Hardaway's coach, and you know he's walking towards the bench. He's like, "Is that your son? He's trash. He's trash." And then like that went viral, and then he had the one where he was at the free throw line, and the dude was like staring at him, and then he like stare back at him and stuff and then you know yadi fool with them both because you know they went to high school together so they cool young bull and boat i mean it's just like it makes too much sense calling saxon in atlanta for like that that is your perfect marketable star he's not the best player in the draft that you should take at that pick you should take ayton but i mean shoot i would trade I mean, up uh, if, with your three other picks and try to get in the top 10 and get colin saxon i yeah. mean i just don't i mean like one of the things that stars is just social media like you look at like you know talk about Kevin Durant off the court you know social media just like you know you look at you know Steph Curry he has a big social media presence you know like that's one of the things that separates LeBron that's one of the things in Atlanta you know we're a sleeping tech giant you know this social media is real big here and it's just like I think that's definitely important I mean maybe Maybe a sexton incorporates that into you know. But he's a he's a big trash talker. He took three on five. I mean, well, Atlanta's had trash talkers in the past. They had Dante Jones and a lot. Oh, but they weren't good. I Colin mean, Sexton's good. I agree with both of you. I agree <laughs> yes, with both of you. Right. I'm not taking Sexton with the number one pick. No, 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 no. But no, no. if we somehow are able to, I'm doing whatever I can to get, get back in the, the top the, ten the, again. The, the, the way that the Braves got Dansby Swanson. Right. We're doing whatever we can to bring this man back home. That's the way that the Hawks need to be with Colin Saxon. But I also agree that da- with David because he was saying, you know, some of these, like Joel and B, Joel and B got yeah. famous mm-hmm. based off his social media presence right. before he even played. Right. So, I mean, but but Colin is big on social media. But that's what I'm saying. Even if though you, he doesn't personally use social media, well, if you, he's at, a popular, if like, you get that kind of player. star with that first pick. Right. Like, Aiton, you know, he's a guy that probably. I he's can see, boring, but, but he's, he's, his personality is. Yeah, he's I mean, boring, but, but he's he the best player. Oh, yeah, he's the best player. He got a larger than life look, too. That's right. the thing. Like, he's like he on the court, you'll see him. Like, right. you look at the current Hawks right now. It's just a bunch. It's just five guys. But like he, he's oh, no, shooter kind of stands out. No, nah, he's like, like shooter does kind of stand out. Shooter stands out with, with the sleeves and, and the patch. I mean, he, he's, he's little. Yeah. He's, he's little. It's just like and he has the gold patch. Right. Yeah. With the, that that I makes mean, him stand yeah, out. Like he, he looks kind of like a you know, I dare to say it's star. He looks like a star out there. You know, like he looks like a star even though he's, he's not exactly he's a cool, star. He's cool star. with Quavo. He's like he thinks he's a star, so that gives off the perception that he's a star, but he's not. A star. But Kenny cool with Quavo too. He was giving his jersey. Yeah, true. Mm. Quavo's cool with everybody. Yeah. True. Lonzo Ball. For a minute, I thought Quavo played in the NBA. I was like, is this guy, is he actually a part of the league? It, you know, I was talking to Eric last night. I think Quavo is slowly taking to change his spot as like the biggest celebrity Hawks fan. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that, that represents the Hawks as in terms of like going to the. But game. that's Georgia in general. Like right. he, he, he's taking over the Bulldogs too. So yeah. right. I mean, he's not. Oh, well, he's from Athens. I don't know. I've been seeing him at other games too. So I mean, it's kind of like kind of takes away from that. I mean, but but he goes to random Hawks games. Like he will go to a random Hawks game. And the thing is, he see, actually goes. I mean, you see Gucci and Two Chains do the same thing. It's just like I just I just hate the fact that you know this dude's over here. Commentating the Warriors game and stuff. I'm like, come on, man. That's like, really? <laughs> I like, you gotta have some, like, I get like your money talks and stuff, but it's just like, you know, you're just the hot thing and they're just trying to put you on everything. It's not like, you know, like, you come see me exclusively at Hawks games and stuff like that. What's like, the problem about hey, when that? You're in hot, when you're in hot, <laughs> like Quavo is. What's the problem shoot. about that? What's, I Ain't don't see the problem. I mean, it's just like the transplant mentality and stuff. It's just like, you know, we don't have no hometown pride. <laughs> I mean, but he's from. You know how we have. We know how you get hometown pride. Win championships. That's how you get the hometown pride. I mean, like almost happy. Like you don't see Spike Lee over here. On <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, but his team has championships. I mean, it was, huh? it, when you go your yeah, entire New when you go your that's entire basketball mecca. They, when they you go your entire life years. without seeing a, your team win a championship, like it get it gets old. Because I'm I'm at this point with Georgia and the Falcons. They got to show. Me. I'm not. I'm not gonna be on social media talking, going back and forth. We better than y'all. I'm not doing that no more. I'm done with that because they they continuously blow leads in championship games. I'm not. There's nothing right. I can say to nobody. It's a Georgia thing. It's, it's no. I don't. Just show me. I'll, I'll celebrate. Show me. Lonzo Ball. Uh, really quick. One minute. He, he has uh, such a high basketball IQ. It's ridiculous. Seeing him in person, he is really good. And he only had 13 points. But those were very impressive 13 points. Yeah, he he definitely is a lot better than I thought he was in person. Oh, I would say that. I mean, that, that's what that, that's why I wanted to talk about this. He's improved so much from the beginning of the season to now. He does a lot of little things that people don't see, and, and I don't think yeah. a lot of people are giving him credit for it because yeah. he's overshadowed they're, they're by still everything going on with the boss. Yeah. Well, no, people just look at points too, and they they base it based yeah. off of how many points he had. And the jump shot isn't as bad. It's ugly, but it, it's it's not as bad. It's not as, as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. So he he can he can get around with that because he does it really fast now. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, he was uh, four for four in Atlanta, three from three from from the three point line. You know, and then the two and then a couple free throws. Dapped up rail from Migos, which really pissed me off. I'm like, bro, why are you standing up, man? Clearly chilling, cheering for the Lakers. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you supposed to be managing Migos, dog. The thing is that the, the I think it was the the Hawks Twitter account. The last couple of the last couple of games, Lakers and Lakers and Warriors, they were like the Hawks Twitter account, like like really getting on the um, getting on like fans, people that were yeah. just, that were you know just like bandwagon. Fans. This was perfect. This was perfect. But all right, episode sixty nine in zip books. The A League. Uh, everybody go around and sign out. All right, this is David Norwood. Twitter's at Norwood ninety. Uh, Jeremy Johnson, uh, Clark underscore, Kent underscore, 75. <laughs> I get my Sometimes I forget, you know. I don't go on Twitter like that. <laughs> RashadMilligan.com. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Ball of Brand, baby. <laughs> Akeem Balaam, Twitter, Graham Beyond the W. Check it out. Triple B's. <laughs>